Father, we love you. Daddy, you are our delight. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would, you would minister to your people today. Lord, I thank you that you touch and that you speak and you, you encourage people in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Liam, you ready? We ready to go? Ready to go. Praise the Lord. Well, well, I, I shared a, um, a little FaceTime live I do on, generally do on Wednesday mornings and with people and I just had a message about hope and it's just it's just on my Facebook page my public page and I was shocked to see how it just exploded it's like it's had like 33,000 views and a thousand comments as people around the world just resonated with the word and it was interesting because it had come on the back of some people giving me a bit of a hard time about um you know, why aren't the prophets telling us and warning us about all the bad things and all the things that are going on? And, you know, I, um, I, I had a, a, a think about what, um, what was being said and people were saying, oh, you don't want to just give people hope. And people gave me a hard time for giving people hope. But actually, when you look at the Word of God, that is exactly the heart of Jesus. I want to take... Uh, Take you down a, an imagination. Let's have a have a have an imagination of what it would look like a good father. And I mean, imagine imagine a, a good father. You can imagine Liam, and you can imagine a bad father. Don't put a person in there. So you got a bad father, <laughs> and this 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 father has a little boy. The bad father, no, father number one has a, a little boy who's like four years old and he has a bad tooth. And so the night before, as father number one is putting little boy to sleep, he says to the little boy, he says, tomorrow, son, I'm going to take you to the dentist. And the dentist, at the dentist, you're not going to be able to see him. He's going to have a mask over his face. They're going to put you in a chair and then they're going to wedge your mouth open with this stuff and then and then they're going to get a big needle and they're going to jam it into your gums and then, uh, and, and then they're going to get a big drill and drill out the inside of your tooth and, and if they're not careful, you know, as they put more needles in your mouth, they, they might hit a nerve and it could just like paralyze you forever all through your face. But hopefully that won't happen. But, you know, it could happen. I just need to tell you all the things that could happen. And, and it's going to be really uncomfortable, really painful and really scary. And, um, and then when, you, when they're finally finished, your mouth is going to be so numb, you're going to be able to feel anything. And you won't even know if it's permanent or not. Probably won't be permanent, but it could be. So anyway, son, sleep well. And, uh, and of course, that little boy can't sleep all night, having nightmares, freaking out. The next morning, the father goes to try to put him in the car. Let's go. We're going to the dentist. And the son's freaking out, having a tantrum. No, don't take me. Father number two also has Liam. We'll call Liam father number two. Has a four-year-old, and he's about to tell his little four-year-old, hey, we've got to go to the dentist. So instead of telling him the night before, 
He doesn't say anything. He just reads a nice little bedtime story, prays with him, puts him to bed, doesn't tell him anything about the dentist. The next day, after breakfast, picks him up, puts him on his lap. It'd have to be a little girl, actually, for Liam. So puts her on his lap, says, hey, sweetheart, um, we're going to go and see someone today who's going to help you with that little bit of a sore tooth you've had. And you know what? He's going to make it better. And he's going to fix it so that it's not going to be sore anymore. It's going to be really strong and healthy. And when they're, while they're there, they're going to clean your teeth so they're going to be all shiny and healthy. And afterwards, they're going to give you a little present with a sticker and toothbrush and toothpaste. And, and you're going to come out with such strong, healthy, lovely teeth. Then he goes to put his little girl in the car. And can you imagine when they get to the dentist, father one, I expect, is going to be um, having to recruit the receptionist and the dentist to, to pull their son out of, pull the, pull the boy out from under the chairs while they drag him kicking and screaming. And the, the trauma of even getting to the dentist would be more terrifying than the procedure. Well, a lot of people seem to think that God is like that, that God should be like that, that God should tell us all the detail of all the stuff. And yet both fathers actually did tell their children the truth. Neither of them lied to their kids, but one was a good father and one was not a very wise father because God's heart isn't to fill our hearts with fear. He doesn't keep secrets from us, but he tells us what we need to know. And sometimes people think prophetically that we are supposed to know all the details. People perhaps heard words about 2020, that God was going to bring in harvest and that he was going to enlarge their place of their dwelling, that, that you know, promises that they had. And they're like, but what about you didn't talk about lockdown and coronavirus and and so on. And, you know, the truth is when God speaks, he is focused on the destination, not on always the process of getting there. Because what the enemy is doing is not the priority of God. It's not the most important thing. He is, absolutely cares about us. He, he, in every situation, he's there. He doesn't ignore it. He loves us and walks us and comforts us through it, tells us what we need to know. But he keeps for us hope as our true north. You see, when the little girl who was told by the good father was told that the result of going to this place called the dentist is that you're going to have a great tooth. It's going to be better than it was before. It's going to be healthy and you're not going to have any more pain. You're going to be able to eat properly. You know, that was the, that was the outcome. And that was the important message that she needed to be able to go on that dentist journey. Sorry for everyone who doesn't like the dentist, but, um, and, and that's what God does. He'll speak to us promises. And if we'll keep our eye on the promise, we'll keep ourselves heading in the right direction. And hope is the true north that God has given us. But thankfulness is the thing that will keep us energized and moving forward. 
I wanted to just share a scripture with you from Psalm 37. Hallelujah. I'm expecting as I look at these um, comments that I'm hoping no one's been traumatically traumatized by the dentist. Dentist is a good thing. Hallelujah. Psalm 37. We know uh, this beautiful psalm. It says, starting in verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. You know, I really believe the Lord is speaking to us and telling us, I want you to feed on my faithfulness. In times, I like I just, I, I saw even things popping up um, on the phone as I'm looking at this, popping up about restrictions in Melbourne and blah, 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 and you're having to wait just a little bit. But let me tell you, in, while you have to be aware of what's going on, God says, I want you to be feeding on my faithfulness. And faithfulness, yeah, I can see everybody's looking at the update now. It's okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we did the same thing back in April. But, but it's coming. Praise the Lord. Breakthrough is coming. But I believe God, in the midst of all the disappointment and the difficult things, God's heart for us is to be very intentional to feed ourselves on his faithfulness. That is, to think about the things that we can give thanks for. You know, if happiness is based on what happens to us, it's going to be a transient thing that goes up and down. And the truth is, if you're thinking, I'll be happy when lockdown's lifted, or I'll be happy when I get a breakthrough, I'll be happy when I find a husband or a wife. I'll be happy when I have a child. I'll be happy when I get a job. Then the truth is when you get that, you'll be momentarily happy and then you'll be looking for the next thing. And happiness that's based on a circumstance goes up and down. But true joy comes and, and you can enter into this place of his joy because in his presence there's fullness of joy comes as we intentionally begin to engage with thanksgiving as we intentionally engage with feeding on his faithfulness yesterday I went to a, um, a school reunion I hadn't been to one I mean all these years I'd missed anything that they'd done I went to a, a girls school didn't particularly enjoy school or that whole teenage period it was a very traumatic time in my life school wasn't bad but my home life was really difficult and I wasn't that excited about going to this school reunion reunion thing and it was interesting I got there and you know there's all these different people I've struggled to remember as I'd have to open up a 30 year old folder as and try to remember and I am um, I, people would inevitably say, so what do you do? And I'd say, oh, well, I, um, I lead a church. And some of them would, would end the conversation quite quickly and walk away. And uh, others said things like, oh, you were always such a timid and quiet person. You mean you actually get up and stand up in front of people and talk? 
and I, I, it surprised me and I thought, well, actually, I suppose that's true because when I was at school, um, I, wasn't, I wasn't involved in all the social activities outside of school because I had youth group and I wasn't in the academic math science um, group and I wasn't in the um, party people and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in any of the, the groups. I, were, I didn't have a horse. I wasn't in the horsey group. And I spent most of my lunch times, I'd just go up to the, the music room and I'd, I'd worship. And there were, there were, I think, hardly any other Christians at my school. I, I had the joy of leading one or two to the Lord one of whom is still walking with the Lord today, and I saw her and she's, her children are now walking with the Lord, which was awesome. But I got to the music room and I just enjoyed enjoy being with God. And I was thinking about it last night. As a teenager, just up there in the music room at lunchtimes, I wasn't worshipping God and I wasn't happy because I had a dream of becoming a preacher one day. I had I had no idea. I had no aspirations of, of ministry. I just found someone who really loved me while I lived in a home where I was rejected and, you know, being abused and mum had left home. And, but at, heart, at school, when I could get by myself in a music room, I was with someone who loved me and I just, I was happy in that space, worshipping God and and just being aware he was with me. And it wasn't based on an ambition or a hope for the future. And while, while hope is a compass that we should keep in front of us, the joy of actually being with God for the sake of being with him is the place of true peace and true, and true joy. And I really believe as we allow ourselves to come back to that simple place of God it's just so nice to be alone with you so nice just to to be with someone who loves me that place I suppose it talks about in Psalm 131 Lord my heart's not haughty nor my eyes lofty neither do I trouble myself with weighty matters or things too great for me surely like a weaned child I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child is my soul within me hoping God Israel you know, I think that is the key for us to actually find true peace and joy where we can come and sit on his lap without, without being driven by what we need or what's to come, but actually finding ourselves in this place of I'm sitting with the one who loves me, letting him love me, letting his love satisfy the depth of my heart. And then if discouragement comes, putting in, my, in, in true north the remembrance of the promises of God, Father, I thank you, you, you plans for me, you plans to give me hope and a future. And these two things working together, hope as the true north, the compass that we keep our lives on track with, because without a vision, the people perish. But the satisfaction, the joy of in just enjoying being with him, is a, such a place of supernatural strength. And I think for each one of us, if, if we can learn what it looks like 
to be very intentional in these days, to put in front of us the promises of God, the prophetic words that he's spoken, the desires he's put in your heart. We know the plans he has for us, so we can't entertain lies. We must not entertain lies. The plans he has for you are to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And if your circumstances don't look good at the moment, it's like um, we, we were at a conference the other weekend and driving to the conference, we were listening to a worship song. Emily and I were ministering and, um, and there was a song came on, if it's not good, it's not the end. And Emily just began to prophesy out of that song if it's not good it's not the end and that is the that's the truth about God he says he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes if it's not good it's not the end you see because he has already purchased victory for us he has promised us to make everything work together for our good and so if it isn't good yet there's hope because it's not the end. Clearly, God has more. God has a hope and a future. And if instead of getting caught up in all the process, we keep our eyes on the promise, instead of focusing on, there's going to be a drill in my mouth, we instead focus on, my tooth's going to be healthy. If we focus on the promise, focus on the outcome, God will accelerate us through, hallelujah. Then we can turn and comfort and encourage others. He is a, he is a good God. And so for me, at the moment, I'm contending for a breakthrough. Like, oh, man, I've been wanting this breakthrough for a long time. And it's like, oh, God, I need this soon. And you know it's getting a bit serious. I really need this breakthrough, God. And I've been declaring it, I've been fasting, I've been celebrating, I've been dancing and celebrating for the victory, and I haven't seen it yet. And so I've been walking around, I'm patient, I'm patient, thank you Jesus for patience, I'm so patient, thank you Lord, thank you Jesus, you're the God of the breakthrough. And I, I talk to the Lord and he's saying, wait, wait, okay, 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 are we there yet? No, okay, I'm waiting, praise the Lord. But as I was talking to him again about this breakthrough, and perhaps some of you are believing for a breakthrough you haven't yet seen. I think probably all of you in Melbourne are waiting for that breakthrough uh, and, and breakthroughs of different sorts. But rather than um, getting too focused on the breakthrough, while it's a good thing to be believing and declaring and singing, O barren, you have not born, celebrating about all of that. We must wage war with the promises of God. We must do all of that. But then God also wants us in the midst of all of that, as we're celebrating, as we're believing, he wants us to take some time to be thankful for what we do have because it's a key into that place of rest, the rest of faith, the place where you can come back to, I'm just happy because you're with me. And so I did this last night as I was thinking about, I want my breakthrough, Jesus, come on. Um, I felt him encourage me as he said, wait. And I was like, okay, okay. I felt him encourage me just to start thinking about the day and giving thanks. So I did that. I thought, okay, I'm going to celebrate the wins. And so I began to say, well, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you for the rain, God. I'm so grateful we had rain today. Queensland's really needed rain. Our grass has been dry and crispy and we've got rain forecast for a week coming. So, Lord, thanks for the rain. I really enjoyed that. That was lovely. God, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my husband and daughter who let me choose the movie to watch last night and I got to watch Christopher Robin. And I know very well Tom was not very excited about that, but he, he watched it with me. Yay! I enjoyed that. Thank you, Lord, for, for, for my family. And, and I just continued to think about things. Thanks, God, that, you know, as I went to that thing with school friends yesterday, thanks, Lord, that I had the opportunity to, to share about your hope and to share about your love with that, with that one lady that I was talking to. And, hey, thank you, God. I got to be there with my friend, Sonia, that I had the privilege of leading to the Lord when she was at school. And, Lord, thank you, God, now she's walking with you, leading people to Christ herself and her own children are walking with the Lord. That's so cool, God. Sorry if you can hear my clock in the background. It's <laughs> That's what that is. I have the clock on the mantelpiece. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so by giving thanks, and I, I was able to really enter back into a place of peace, enter into that place where I was like a little child sitting on his lap, not struggling for something, but like a weaned child. I was able to come back into that place that, that place where I would be in the music room in, at school where I'm just happy because you love me and you're here with me and this is the best. I've got a friend who will never leave me and never forsake me. It's a simple word, but I believe godliness with contentment is great gain and it's, it's a place of genuine joy. I was blessed when someone said to me yesterday, one of these girls, and it's a strange thing being in an environment with with people you didn't talk to when you were at school anyway, and who who, who don't know, you don't don't know much about you at all. And um, hearing one of them say, you know, you really glow when you start talking about what you do. You seem really genuinely happy. And I thought, yeah, it's so true. I am so genuinely happy. I, I have found the one who loves me more than life. And, and that's more than enough. And in that place, he then gives us the desires of our heart. The desires of our heart are just the magnificent blessings and the, and the, the goodness of God that he wants to add to us. Look, just as we... Um, as we close, I wanted to encourage you too that prophetically I've really been feeling the Lord asking us from Isaiah 54 to enlarge the place of our dwelling, to really start enlarging our expectation and to, to be getting ready to receive. He, he says this to a barren woman, Sing, O barren, you have not born. Enlarge the place of your dwelling. Stretch out your tent pegs. I believe God wants us as a people to start stretching out our expectation to receive from God double recompense for what we have been through. We've lost a lot, but I tell you, anything that the enemy has tried to, to do to harm us or to steal from us, God says, I will give you double for your trouble. Zechariah 9, Isaiah 61. And so 
I, I've been praying intentionally these last few days, the prayer of Jabez, because I, I believe God wants to bless us. We've been hearing that blessing song going all over the world, number six, but I believe it's a, it's a dinner bell inviting Christians to the table to start to come into agreement with God and say, Lord, bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And God's heart for us is to begin to ask and actually believe. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Out of this place where I'm enjoying your presence, I'm asking, Lord, that you would bless us indeed. Enlarge our influence. Enlarge our capacity, Lord God, to share the gospel, to to prosper in our souls, God, to and, and let your hand be with us. That is your favor be upon us and keep us from evil that we may not cause pain. I'm praying that you'll be you'll be decreeing the blessings of God. And just as I close, I want to speak a blessing over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare the blessing of God. Lord, I'm asking that you'd help your people keep their, your promises as their true north, that they would fill their mouth and meditate not on the negative things, not on the drama of the world around them, but that they would feed on your faithfulness. They would feed on your goodness. It would remind them of things to be grateful for. And, Lord, that you would put as their, uh, as their north, their direction on their compass, hope, hope for the future, promises, Lord, knowing you are faithful and true. And just as Joseph was tested by the word and the the, the the word became like iron in his soul while he was in the prison. God, I'm asking that your promises would become like iron in people's souls. Lord, that they would lay hold of them and that they would be the, the, the true north for them, that they would be the way out of difficulty. And Lord, and in the midst of it, I ask Holy Spirit for such a godliness with contentment that comes from sitting on your lap and really experiencing the joy of being loved. Lord, I ask this in your holy and precious name. Encourage and bless, comfort and strengthen each of our precious brothers and sisters. Lord, and I thank you for breakthrough. Though the vision tarry, wait for it. I thank you, Lord, for double for, for Victoria's trouble. God, I thank you, Lord, that we're going to see greater harvest, greater blessing, greater prosperity for Victoria than they have yet imagined. God, we sow this as a community. We sow the pain Victoria's been through. We sow the pain of what's been lost in being able to gather together as a community in Glory City, Melbourne. We sow that for double for our trouble. I'm asking for exponential increase in the congregation, exponential increase in finance, exponential increase in blessing and joy and miracles and signs and wonders and favor and influence. In the name of Jesus, I decree it over Glory City, Melbourne, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Very timely word, Catherine. Hooray. I think that's a very timely word, not only for individuals, but for our state and for our, our yeah, I, I really believe that's the word of the Lord. Amen. Um, it is. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for 
yeah, just listening to the Lord and, and delivering that word. I'd encourage anyone watching right now, whether you're in Melbourne, Victoria, or anywhere around the world, um, you know, and, and it's it's cool even hearing the analogy of the dentist and, and thankfulness. I've been teaching my oldest daughter about, I'm not taking her to the dentist, but um, been t- teaching her about thankfulness through some some situations that are a little bit stressful for her. So, yeah, it's really encouraging. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.